0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it's not always what you say, but how you say it that matters. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, President and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today, and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of the show. Our aim on this platform, as you know, is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your family, your relationships, your business, your workplace, etc. We're here to help you to become a top notch communicator. So be sure to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, so that you can be notified when new episodes are released and available for public consumption. Now, a palpable outgrowth of the pandemic has been an essentially universal level of introspection. This time over the last 18 to 24 months have caused all of us to look deep within ourselves and just, you know, reevaluate what is essential to life and what isn't. We've been forced to spend chunks of time with nothing really to do aside from checking out ourselves from within. And from that introspection, there have been a number of results that we've been able to glean from them. I know speaking personally, there's been a couple of things that I've been able to identify as what really counts. And what doesn't and things that you thought you couldn't do without certain concerts, certain festivals, you know, certain things that you used to do on a routine basis were cut out of your life suddenly. And guess what? (laughs) You survived, you know. So in a similar fashion, there are some other things that we've also grown to appreciate and have really take another look at. And that is one's own Personal quality of life and environments in which we find ourselves. And one thing that I think we all can do without is a toxic environment. That toxicity is something that can fester and grow and cause, you know, just bad vibes for everybody. And this can be found either in relationships, you know, in the workplace, or wherever you find yourself where there are other people. So, to this end, we want to discuss today five keys to maintaining your peace in toxic environments. There are some of the cases, you can't just remove yourself from it. Sometimes in the workplace, if you have, you know, benefits and a salary and things like that, you know, the ultimate thing that you have to do is, you know, leave if the situation can't be rectified, But in many cases, you know, it's not just that easy just to drop everything that you have built and you have going on and to do something else. Similarly, in a relationship that could have its toxic moments, it's not just that easy, particularly if you're married, just to drop out of the relationship. You know, you have to make some attempts to work that out. And if it is untenable and there are irreconcilable differences, Then a separation, a divorce or, you know, some sort of separate ways is what one is left with. If escape is not necessarily an an option that is readily available, there are some other ways that you can, you know, maintain your own personal level of peace, even in an environment that may otherwise have high degrees of toxicity. Now, if it comes down to bodily harm and all that kind of stuff, of course, get out. You know, nobody is telling you to stay and take all kinds of abuse. But these are more so just some tidbits that can help you endure the moments in time where you find yourself in situations that are, you know, uncomfortable, you know, out of order and things that you didn't instigate, but you find yourself having to contend with. So that being said, the first step in maintaining your own personal peace in toxic environments, again, relationships, this is a workplace peace. I'm talking about anything short of physical abuse. Physical abuse, get on up out of there. But anything short of that, you can kind of manage your way through those things and still come out victorious. Number one is making a quality decision. And what I mean by that is is that you make the quality decision that you will maintain peace in the midst of this toxic storm oftentimes you might work with colleagues that, you know, might have a bit of a temper, might make mountains out of molehills, might always call for a meeting when an email would have sufficed. And when you do get into the personal engagement with them, they go from zero to 10 in two seconds on a matter that should not have risen above, you know, the number four on the problem quotient, you know. So, Making a quality decision that, you know what, I'm going to maintain my peace is the first step. You have to make up your mind that you will insist on and live by a maintenance of peace model. And in this quality decision, you want to decide that this will be your persistent approach. I'm going to always approach the matter in a calm, peaceful way. Not that I, you know, don't sometimes feel like getting my lick back. Don't sometimes feel like putting people in check. This is really to do with your own personal peace. You don't want your blood pressure to rise. You don't want your stress levels to be inordinately high. You don't want to take on the next man's negative proclivities and embed them into your own personal disposition. And the best way to do that, starting off, step number one, is making a quality decision that I'm going to maintain my peace. You don't control me. I control me. So I'm going to maintain my peace. Also, you want to practice this position on a situation by situation basis. You don't have to even put into your mind, well, so-and-so is always like this. So-and-so is always a jerk. So-and-so is always blowing off the handle. You don't have to really precondition yourself with that because then you will kind of short circuit the effectiveness of your approach in coming to each situation peacefully. What I mean by that is, is that you are coming to these situations with the disposition of peace, not just to maintain your peace in that particular circumstance, but also you're sowing seeds. I'm sowing seeds of peace in expectation that as I continue to sow these, my interactions with this person won't always be as toxic as they are now particularly if I'm not the one that's instigating the toxicity, okay? So if I consistently show you a way that I'm going to approach things, you're going to not be coming at me in a funky kind of way after a while because you know that I'm not going to engage in that. And if I have to, even have to step away, if it gets too tight, hey, I see that you are, you know, not necessarily in the best condition to have this conversation right now, so I'm going to just remove myself, and when you are able to have a conversation in a more calm and peaceful manner, We can bring this back up, but I'm not going to engage you. And this is at work, at the crib, you know, wherever you are engaging with people. You don't have to just stay in the engagement. You can say, time out. This is going the wrong way, and I want it to be productive. It's not productive right now. So I am going to suggest that we halt this conversation and come back when you can be more civil or when there can be more civility that's in this conversation. And if you have this approach, you will train people how to deal with you. And it's gonna be from the perch of peace. You also wanna develop a skill at approaching each encounter from a peaceful demeanor. Because sometimes, you know, we're all human. We all have emotional buttons that can be pushed. And if you push the wrong one, guess what? You just had a bad day when you're dealing with me. And so, what you wanna be able to do is not let yourself. Get to that point in these environments and believe it or not, you can maintain peace even when you're working with people that you might characterize as jerks or in this particular moment acting like or carrying themselves as a jerk. So number one is making a quality decision that you're going to approach your engagements on a situation-by-situation basis from the mindset of I'm going to maintain my peace in this exchange. Number two, you have to condition your mind to execute this peaceful approach. Because you have the interplay between the conscious and the subconscious, conscious mind is what you perceive and interpret based on your five senses. Sight, smell, touch, taste, and, and what's the other one? I'm missing one, but you know the five senses, all of them. A hearing. And so what they're designed to do is to, you know, keep us safe and give us a physiological response, you know, flight or fight, you know, type deal and help us to, you know, maintain best possible safety overall. But at the same time, what they also do is they feed our subconscious mind. And it is the subconscious that acts as the governor or the motor for what we manifest in life. See, we think that we do have the freedom of choice and we do to a certain degree. Our freedom of choice is we are free to decide what we will allow our conscious to feed our subconscious. Once what's fed gets to the subconscious, it becomes an automatic pilot on trying to manifest that which it was fed. It's a receptor similar to a man. And a woman, when the woman gets impregnated, after the seed is released inside of the woman, the man can't go into the belly no more and do nothing with that. What's in that seed is what's going to come out now. You know, if it's brown-eyed, blue-eyed, tall, short, whatever, whatever in that seed is what's going to come out. In a similar fashion, whatever we feed the subconscious, that's what's coming out. It's going to be too late after it's in there which means that you don't want to let toxicity transmute itself or transmit itself from your conscious to your subconscious. So when you're dealing with that hard to deal with person, be mindful of what you are perceiving because the minute you wrap emotion around what you are perceiving, it now is gone into your subconscious and it will now go to work in trying to manifest itself. That's why no matter how funky, foul, and stanky they're acting toward you, your job is to maintain your calm, maintain your peace, because that is what will be fed into your subconscious, and that is what will manifest, because what's fed is what's coming out. So if it gets to the point to where you just can't, quote-unquote, take it anymore, hey, call a out on that conversation and remove yourself from that situation. Why? Because you want to preserve your emotions at all costs. Speaking of which, goes into number three, controlling your emotions, which is everything that I had just described, controlling your emotions. You know, people are going to try to do things that are going to offend you. Offense is going to come. It's impossible that, you know, for it not to come. However, when it comes knocking, you don't have to answer the door. If it's coming unannounced, you don't have to answer the door. You know, I remember I learned this valuable lesson. I think I might've shared this before. I was over at a, um, a good friend's house who happened to be a relative and I had went by and I, you know, I didn't call first. I went by and we kind of, you know, we cool like that. We didn't always have to call. You can just kind of show up. We were, we kicked it, you know, kind of often. So this particular day I went over and it seemed from all the outward appearances that, you know, they were there at home. They lived in the first, on the first floor of an apartment complex the window, one of the windows to their apartment was raised up. I mean, the screen was still there, but the window itself was raised. So I'm thinking, you know, if a person leaves the house, they're going to let the windows down and not leave it up. So and I thought I saw their vehicle out front as well. So I went and knocked on the door and waited for, you know, a little minute or so. And they didn't come to the door to answer it. So I, you know, knocked again a little bit harder, rung the doorbell a few more times, you know, kind of banged on the door, you know, in a way that it was impossible for them not to hear it waited another minute or so. They still didn't come. And so I had a mind to go to the window and look in there. Hey, I know you in there. Come to this door and open the door. That's what I felt like doing, but I, you know, didn't want to be, you know, uncouth. So I tried to maintain my cool and knocked one more time and still they didn't come. So I left. I was a little salty like, dude, I know that joker's up in there. Why don't they come to the door? But you know, Didn't call, it's their choice. Although I wanted to come in, I wanted to hang out with them, I wanted to commune, I wanted to kick it with them. They didn't feel like being bothered by me though at that time, so they didn't let me in. So I was forced to get in my car and scram. Similar with you, if you are engaging somebody that's bringing toxicity to you, but you don't feel like dealing with toxicity, you don't have to let it in. It was a valuable lesson that I learned, even though I went to their house. Just because somebody come to your house, you don't have to let them in. I'm not coming to the door. I'm not letting, and I don't have to give you an explanation either. Hey, I'm not coming to the door because I don't feel like being bothered. I ain't got to say all that. I can just not come to the door. And you will get the hint that you ain't getting in here. Same thing when you're engaging in a toxic environment. You don't have to answer the door. You don't have to go tit for tat. You don't have to get your lick back. You don't have to, I'm gonna tell you a piece of my mind. You ain't gotta do that. You wanna keep peace of mind. You don't have to give them a piece of your mind. Mm hmm. And it works, but you have to develop the skill at it so you can see that it works. You have to get past the point of, ooh, I just have to, you know, say my, you don't. Particularly if you weren't the one that instigated the drama. Now you can respond to them in a firm, you can be firm, you don't have to be no punk or nothing. You can still, hey, You need to calm down. I mean, you can be firm because you're an adult. You can be grown in this thing. However, you can still be grown and professional and in a way that maintains your personal peace. Now, as you develop and exercise this practice, it's like a muscle. You can grow at it and you become stronger in it. I remember when I first started going back to the gym, I might have shared this as well before, that um, I could only do, I couldn't do, you know, 135 pounds. That's when you get to the bench press and you put one of those 45-pound plate, the biggest plate that you can on each side. Plates are 45 pounds a piece. The bar itself is 45. So three times 45 is 135. When I got back into the gym after having been away from it on that couch with the remote control for years... Uh, <laughs> I had to build my strength back up. So over time, I was able to add more and more. I got to the point to where I could bench press that 135. Then I can add, you know, a couple of 10s on each side. Then I can add an additional 25 pound weight on each side. Then I can add an additional 45. So now I got two big plates on each side. So as I've been doing that day after day, going to the gym on a daily basis, developing that skill, now I can put 345 uh, pound plates on each side and bench press that. You know what I'm saying? What happened? I grew in strength, grew in skill set, grew in development. If you persistently and consistently on a day to day basis practice controlling your emotions, you will become strengthened in your emotional control. And situations, no matter what they are, Still, you can maintain an emotional equilibrium. Why? Because you put the work in. Why? Because you put the skill development in. Why? Because you have cumulatively developed an ability to handle your emotions in whatever setting you're in, even if it is an otherwise toxic environment. Number four, and I'm almost done. Control your feedback. So as you have control of your emotions, as you've made this quality decision that you will approach every position from the mindset of peace, and you've decided to condition your mind to do so, now you have to control your feedback. In other words, you got to watch your mouth. Yeah, what you think about, you talk about. And what you talk about, you bring about. So when you are in this heated conversation or somebody's trying to bring some funk to you, just maintain your peace. They ask, well, why didn't this happen b- b- before? Da, 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 da. Well, um, number one, blah, blah, blah. Number two, blah, blah, blah. Number three, blah, blah, blah. And you can say it in the calm, cool. You don't have to be, you know, matching their energy. uh uh-uh. They ask the question. Even though it was stanky and foul, just answer the question. Well, why wasn't it done sooner? Well, because I'm not the only person on the team and there were a number of other individuals involved. And by the time it got to my part of the process, some other time had elapsed that was beyond my control. So what I did was made the most of the situation and carried out my functionality You can say it just, just calm. You you know what I'm saying? You don't have to, because, you don't, -uh. Uh, nope, nope, nope. You're controlling your mouth because what you talk about, going to bring about your words have creative power. Your words are the construction workers of your life. Now, many people don't appreciate this law, but it's a law, a law and principle are synonymous. It's a predictable consequence of an act you know the law of gravity what goes up must come down you know it's a law you put something out that's what you're going to get back law of reciprocity you reap what you sow karma what goes around comes around all of that stuff is talking about a law that says that if something is outputted that's what's going to be inputted back so if you are persistent and consistent in being professional peaceful calm and relaxed and controlled guess what you're going to get back that's what you're going to get back it's a law i don't care if you in honduras the law of gravity still work over there if you in russia or ukraine the law of gravity work over there too if you in puerto rico or new york milwaukee chicago or nashville tennessee the law of gravity is universally applicable in every last one of those places In a similar fashion, you approaching things from a peaceful, calm, determined way, you're going to get that back. It is a law that is in the universe, and you ain't bigger than the universe. So relax and calm your behind down. Also, in controlling your feedback, you don't have to go tit for tat with the aggressor. You know, what you will find is that as you continue to maintain this calm way, again, you can be firm. Calm does not mean you uh, uh, a doormat, you know, the people just run. This is the people going to just run all over me. They're just going to. I didn't say run all over you. I said be calm and you can be firm and calm at the same time. If you're talking. Well, I just, excuse me. Let me finish what I'm saying. What I was saying was. That's you still, you being firm. You ain't being no punk, ain't being no pushover, ain't being a wuss. But at the same time, you're not letting your emotions get control of you and you're acting like an idiot like that joker you're engaged with. That's what I'm talking about. You relax. You calm down. What's your blood pressure got to get up high for because they tripping? You ain't got to go for that. It's a fact. If you take a drop of water, you can put a drop of water, steady drip, 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 drip. And you can drop it on concrete. Eventually, that concrete is going to break and crumble from just drips of water. Just think about when you're at home. If the faucet happens to be on and somebody, one of your kids or something like that, didn't turn off the water all the way in the bathroom, you can be watching your favorite show, binge watching it on Netflix. That drip is going to bother you to the point to where it will get you up from your show. You might have to pause it and go and turn that water off. Why? Because that drip affected you. And all it was was a drip. It wasn't a fire hose. It wasn't Niagara Falls. It wasn't a tidal wave or a tsunami. It was a drip. And it moved you. It was so impactful that you just couldn't take it no more. And you had to deal with it in a similar way. Your calm, peaceful, controlled engagement, even in toxic environments, will have an impact on that environment. Boom. Finally, don't take it personal. Somebody's having a bad day, a situation is going on. You don't know what they might have been dealing with. Now, this is I'm not trying to be all warm and fuzzy and. You have to consider the other person. and I don't care nothing about that right now. I'm just saying from the standpoint of whatever kind of heat and funk you're taking, you don't have to internalize that. That person could have had an argument with their spouse. They could have, you know, been dealing with, you know, their direct report. Or if it is your spouse, your spouse just may be tripping. But guess what? You married them. When y'all was all lovey-dovey, going out on dates, going to the movies, that was so cute how they held their pinky up when they held the glass when they were drinking. Yeah, all of that, Doka. So return to your first love and think about them times that y'all was all romantic, going to Inspiration Point and all that kind of stuff. And you hang up first, you hang up first, you hang up for all that kind of stuff. You picked them, so gotcha. But if you need to, you know, change, you can change your mind. And, like, again, if it gets to the point of irreconcilable differences, you can still leave. I'm not saying stay in this dungeon of a relationship. But I am saying that you don't have to take what they're dealing with. There could be some other factors that have them. Or they just could be a hot-tempered person that is a jerk in some fashion. So, okay, if you're not a jerk, you don't have to take on jerky qualities or qualifications or characteristics. You can maintain your level of peace. Why? Because ultimately nobody has control over you. You have control over yourself. Exercise that control and don't relinquish that power. I'm not giving you the power to move me to feel a certain kind of a way. Oh, they made me mad or they ticked me off. No, you allowed yourself to be ticked off by them. They could have been doing some things that were tick off a bowl, that were pissed off a bowl, but only if you give permission to it. Uh Uh-huh. I can only get into that friend's house if they let me in. They didn't let me in. So guess what? I didn't get in. So same thing with you. The only thing that get into you is what you let in there. If you don't let it in, guess what? It ain't getting in. That's what. So the recap. Number one, make a quality decision that I'm going to approach every situation and circumstance with this individual, with this situation, in this environment, in this relationship. So long as you're in it from a peaceful manner. I'm deciding that for me. That's what I'm going to do. Number two, condition your mind to execute and to flow in that kind of a way. Number three, control your emotions. Now, we all have emotions. Yeah, I'm I don't have emotions. You lying. You do have emotions. It's part of your homo sapien makeup. You are a human being. That's part of who you are. But you got to control them No, Don't let them control you. You know what I'm saying? Now, every once in a while, you might snap. You might cuss somebody out. You might, you know, slap somebody like Will Smith did. Although I think that was staged still. That's a whole other story. I ain't going to get into that. I ain't, that. That's a whole other story. Anyway, control your emotions. Number four, control your feedback, which means control that mouth of yours. Watch your mouth. Exercise restraint, okay? And the more you develop a habit of controlling what you say, even when the other person is in the wrong, even when the other person was the aggressor, even when the other person instigated the argument or conflict, control your mouth. You can't control theirs. You can control yours, though, and in controlling yours, you maintain your peace. Remember, our main point here is maintaining our personal peace, not necessarily winning the argument. I just want to keep my peace. That's my greatest asset, peace of mind and clearness of conscience. Number five, don't take it personal. Don't let these accusations of, what did you do? I ain't taking that personal. Mm-mm. I'm. No, 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 I'm not saying I'm not flawless. But I ain't going to let you have me thinking less of me than who I am either. And to help me do that, I'm going to maintain my disposition of peace and calm because I control my world. You don't. Thank you very much. And then the bonus key is expect to get results from you carrying yourself in a calm, peace-seeking way because you reap what you sow. You're not just doing this because you're trying to be the bigger person. You know, when they go low, you go high. This ain't, this ain't that. This is a universal law that brings into spiritual elements that you can live, expect, and manifest whatever the heck you want in life. So if you want to live your entire life in a peaceful manner, you can. I don't care what's going on around you. You have the whole universe inside of you. But you have also some responsibility and stewardship over how that's managed. You manage yourself. And in managing yourself, your situations begin to be managed. And so what will happen is as you're putting out this certain kind of energy, you will have, as it were, an energetic force field around you where stuff can't even penetrate anymore after a while because you're that strong in your mm, force fields, Lord. You know what I'm saying? So make up in your mind that you're going to maintain peace in whatever circumstance and situation that you're in, and what you will find out is that individuals that engage you will engage. They'll begin to change how they even vibe with you because they know that it can't move you because they've seen it over and over again because you've put that on display. Well, my friends, that brings us to the end of the show. I hope you found these five tips helpful. Again, five keys to maintain your peace in toxic environments. Number one, make a quality decision that you're gonna maintain and approach the situation on a situation by situation basis from a peaceful disposition. Number two, you're gonna condition your mind to execute this. You're going to feed your subconscious peaceful mechanizations, okay? That means you're going to, you know, stay, stay calm. Number three, you're going to control your emotions. You're not going to fly off the handle. You're not going to let somebody coax you into losing your cool because they don't control you. You control you. Number four, you're going to also control your feedback, i.e., watch your mouth. You ain't got to get slick with them because they're trying to get slick with you. You're maintaining your peace. You can still be firm, but you still want to be professional and calm and cool because you control you. They don't. Number five, don't take it personal. I'm not letting your upsetness or your, you know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed or your crisis in your situation or your anxiety. I'm not letting you transmit that to me. That's your problem. That ain't mine. I'm going to stay calm and in my space and maintain my personal utopia of peace and calmness. And then the bonus key, expect to get results from carrying yourself like this on a regular basis. Expect to get results. Expect to have a peaceful life every day, no matter what the circumstance is. Why? Because you reap what you sow. And you've been sowing peace. You've been sowing control. You've been sowing calmness. So your world will reap that in your personal life. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. I appreciate your support and listenership and viewership. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru Podcast. The Communication Guru Podcast. The Communication Guru podcast also be on the lookout for the morning inspiration vlog the morning inspiration vlog which are inspirational words that usually come in video form or graphic or you know written form designed to give you some encouragement because over the course of the day you know you might have had a, a, a toxic engagement you know with somebody and you ooh, i'm trying to keep my cool you can look up and see a morning inspiration and it can do something for your soul and help you get back to your peaceful, calm, productive way that you are designed to operate in. They can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And then finally, if you have a communication issue, personal, relational, work-wise, business-wise, or otherwise, feel free to DM me uh, for a free 15 to 30 minute consultation or discovery session. Uh, you can DM me at Mr. Inspiration on Instagram. Uh, you can DM me also on LinkedIn as well as uh, Facebook. So Tim McMurtry, I'm your guy relative to communication matters. Well, my friends, thanks so much again. Until next time, blessing and increase to you Bye.